Hello, welcome to Center Saint Sister. On Center Saint Sister, we might laugh or cry, we might get angry or motivated, we might grieve or celebrate, and sometimes all of those things can happen in the very same episode. We are a community of spiritual searchers who embrace Jesus's example of making a beeline to the hurting. Whether an episode is spiritual in nature, purely educational, or just for fun, my hope is that you finish the episode feeling hopeful. I hope you hear something today that lets you know you are loved and helps you love one another. Welcome to Center Saint Sister. There have been way too many sweaty armpit moments of parenting to ever be able to safely announce one as paramount when it comes to most embarrassing. But one day at Target, in the checkout line, I almost melted from stress just to be quickly put back together from the love of another mom. In retrospect, it's not quite as dramatic as it sounds, but at the time, I went from thinking, these little people are absolutely going to be what finishes me off, to there's nothing like the solidarity of women with a sense of humor committed to helping each other to get by. It went like this. You know those early days of motherhood? The ones where you wore your infant's breast milk because no leak is ever planned and you aren't the always prepared type? And you wore your toddler's yogurt because feeding a moving target has really sticky consequences. And you wore yoga pants with no intention of yogaing and flip-flops because you couldn't bend over your pregnant belly to reach your feet. And, while erranding, you also wore said infant because three kids don't fit in a cart. That was me, some weekday afternoon, strolling the aisles of all our safe place target until dad came home and I could tap out long enough to defilm myself before dinner. Except, after navigating home goods and toys and makeup and heading to the checkout line, my infant was looking a little more like a rag doll in my Moby wrap than he was Cuddlebug. But I couldn't notice because I was trying to keep my toddler daughter from touching the elderly woman's skirt who was standing in front of us. Now, to be fair, it was a lovely skirt. It was a beautiful material. It was something silky, but it had this crinkle to it that made you want to squish it. And there were layers. It seemed so inviting. It started innocently enough, and I really couldn't blame her. She reached out to just barely touch it, undetected, you know. But then she liked the texture, so she grabbed it, and she started to rub it on her cheek. Then it was as good as she imagined. She wanted to wrap herself in it. That's right. She had just started to work her way underneath this lady's skirt when I noticed that my son had shoplifted some gummy worms. He was putting them in the front of his pants. When I caught him and yanked them out of his pants from his underwear and put them back, I know he started flipping out. And I mean the kind of little kid flip out that makes you believe in exorcism. Flipping out. So one kid's head was spinning, one kid was barely hanging on in his Moby wrap, and my daughter was about to dance a lady's skirt off, and I was pouring sweat. I looked quickly at the line to see exactly who was a witness to all of this nonsense. I needed to know just how embarrassed I should be by my hellions and obvious lack of motherhood mastery. I also needed to discipline. And disciplining with a Target checkout line audience is maybe the mom equivalent of negotiating with terrorists on Bravo. I don't know. I caught the eyes of one horrified middle-aged woman. She was horrified, I tell you. I had lost a flip-flop in the process, and she was just staring at my bare foot. 
When she saw me looking at her, she quickly darted her eyes away and pretended to read a magazine cover. I don't blame her. Her aversion, it was actually kindness. I'm sure that she correctly assumed that I just wanted to fall into a trap door and disappear, and trying to make that as close to a reality as possible, she just pretended that I didn't exist. But in my continue to scan for judgment, haters, maybe even some help, I don't know, I caught eyes with another woman, and she was very much taking in the whole scene, unabashedly. Every last detail she was monitoring, and kind of chuckling. When she saw me see her, she shook her head and said, Honey, I have three kids and they're all at school and all I have to say is better you than me. Here, here's your shoe. I took my flip-flop. She put it in my hand. But then I couldn't get my foot in it because I was pregnant. Technically, I was carrying two babies, one on my chest and one in my uterus. And so she took my flip-flop back from me and she bent down and she placed it on my foot. I immediately considered the last time that I had a pedicure. I wondered if my big toe was hairy. She looked up, clearly not sharing my thoughts at all, and said, And that one, pointing to Amelia, she's my favorite. No, there is no right or wrong way to go through a target line. And honestly, both ladies offered me pieces of what I needed. But I walked to my car brimming with certainty that unless Jesus himself were in that line with me, I couldn't have felt more tended to by the second friend. And it mattered. It mattered because the whole debacle turned into this funny story to just impress my husband with over dinner, instead of the beginning of an afternoon meltdown, questioning my value, questioning what business I had at all, doing the most inarguably important thing there is to do in this world, questioning my whole existence in isolation. It's easy to feel lonely in motherhood. It's lonely. There are duties, events, care tasks, necessities, things that actually demand a sacrifice of your own needs that are required in nurturing well. You have to feed a newborn multiple times a night. You have to. And for me, if it weren't for other women, other women who could stand back and assess a situation and know almost exactly how it feels because she's done it herself, And then when they're able to meet me in it, even if in her very own way, well, I'm not sure that I wouldn't be a house-bound hermit forever covered in dairy film without them. And who could envision a life without Target, really? I mom so hard. You know the ones. You've seen their videos. Kristen and Jen, the best friend duo that keeps us in stitches for pointing out the obvious calling out the absurd, rebuking the ridiculous, celebrating the simple wins of motherhood, those ladies, yeah, they're on the show today. And they use their wit and their humor to make observations about this thing, this thing that we love so much but aren't sure isn't going to kill us. And they are bringing generations of women together to help each other get by. And it is all my honor to sit down with them and discover that what you see is what you get. You are absolutely going to love this episode. Laughter. It's like a social glue. I don't know. There's something to it. It's probably science, but I'm not very sciencey. But I did hear a quote once that said, laughter is the shortest distance between two people. And I'm mom so hard. They're just gluing us all together, assuring us, yes, it's sticky, but with each other, we can do anything. Hello. 
Ladies, I am so stinking thrilled that you are here. Um, my only regret, you guys, is that my best friend isn't here with me. Um, <laughs> we talk all the time about if this is something that we think that we could do, if we could ever possibly be as funny as you guys. And then we see y'all in Spanx and swimsuits with hundreds of millions of views. And we're like, no, they're doing great. They're, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll just leave that to them. Hold on. We um, don't expect the Spanx to be funny. We thought it was we were like, Wait, Yeah, I thought it was service. like. It's kind of yeah. like we're naked. Watch out. Yeah, Here come the modeling it, contract. Darn it. Okay. That's got to be like your most watched. I mean, th- anyways, my my best friend is freaking out a little bit at home. I'm freaking out a, a little bit here. Oh, gosh. And it's just such a delight that you are on the show. Um, I feel like we tag each other all the time because we've either just talked about something or just whined about something or just cussed about something or threatened something. And then it's like, well, you have to, you know, you have to watch this. Um, if I am, if she's not my first phone call, then like after this is all over, she's threatening to call the whole thing off. So we've been best friends <laughs> since we were eight. So I'm so oh. glad that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. You're so welcome. Um, so I mentioned my best friend and how you've brought us closer together, which I didn't even think was possible. And, and the thing is, is that I know that this is a very common experience. You have brought generations of moms together with, just laugh out loud humor, all of the quick wit, the uber relatability, um, just the right amount of vulnerability and deep thoughts, you know? And then like, sorry, the- I think I might start I crying. Well, are you lovely oh or what? We are needed this nice? today. I know. Do you know oh, that so you're bad. like our little angel? We were literally like both like, are you getting yes. your ass kicked? I'm getting my ass kicked. Oh, to me and then you say way. those nice things and I took it all in and I was like, well, now I feel like I'm on the verge oh, of crying. No. Oh my gosh. I want to hug you both because here's what I think those things do. More so, like when you watch all of that, it with the like, she just said that honesty, what it does is it gives this authenticity, which listen, I mean, the, the humor and the storytelling and the quick wit, all of the, those are amazing talents and it's great. But I really think that it's the authenticity that says, oh, she's really just a loving, struggling, um, compassionate, confused, committed mom, badass mom. And she's like, really leaning on this other person to get through because this is hard as hell, you know, where it's like, this isn't a shtick. It's mm. real. It's this real. Is gr- this is great for podcasting. We're both nodding along with you, yeah. which I know is exactly <laughs> what you want for a podcast. Especially because she's saying such <laughs> nice things. I'm literally just my hands on my chin and I'm like, just say more. Just I, everything. I've, yes. I've everything. been thinking about this, Kristen. We haven't even talked about this yet, but we are, you know, we're writing a new live show. So we're really like deep diving our thoughts uh-huh. and exploring, like breaking stuff down because our friendship, it's not necessarily the motherhood, but the friendship that people mm. really resonate with. Yeah. And I think like in most, uh, like most pairs of friendships, there's one that's a little bit reserved. And then there's one that yeah. is like, painfully honest. And I've, I've had that relationship, but maybe Kristen's my first close friend mm. that we're both too honest. Right. You know? yeah. So it yeah. like, and then it like feeds each other sort uh-huh. of. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. we both, you yeah. know, like if you're like with Lynn or if I'm, I'm with Mandy, I'm going to say the thing and yeah. she's going to be like, Oh God. Yeah. But yes, yeah. you're right. Yes. You know, she's going to like, yes. And Lynn's probably like that too with you. Right? I, I feel like with us, we have this like, thing where 
I think the hardest thing in motherhood, and I, I think I don't know why it's like this. I think there is this initial thought that when something is hard, they it's yours alone. Like they're yeah. it, like because it's so nuanced or specific right. or weird or gross or sort of like like if they're being rude or if they're being mean and you're like, I don't want to share that because I don't want them to get, I don't want them to get the wrong idea about my kid. I don't want them to get the wrong idea about me. And like, it's so hard to just put it out there because you feel in those moments that everybody else has it more figured out than you. It just feels like that. And with Jen, I always feel like, Kristen, just say the thing, say the thing that you're really struggling with right now. And every time I do, she never meets it with like that, sympathetic like oh mm. like she's That's like too bad for you she's yeah. like my kid just got busted for not having a shirt on during a zoom call for school like yeah uh l- l- but but it's so lovely because she's now created that for me for so long right that i have right. this immediate safe space that there that i'm i know i can say it i know yeah, i right. can say the thing right it's honestly and that like we are just absolutely railroading this conversation but when we no, got in here fantastic I had just come from like a a school thing that was really hard. And I just Mm. feel like I'm barely keeping my head above water. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling it to Kristen. She goes, oh, man. And there's (laughs) there's this part of me that I was like, Thank God you're not coming in here like guns a blazing. Like I've already worked out today and things are going great. Right. And yeah, like mm-hmm. d- telling me how great the day is going. There's a comfort in knowing that like everyone's struggling a little bit. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's yeah. not the the way that you want to build people up is hoping that they're struggling. But it's nice to know that you're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. It's also yeah nice to know that you can get to a place where you can be like, okay. I'm struggling. This is really hard. Let's not talk about just hard anymore. Let's like get to laughing and like yeah, lift. Right. Cause I do find sometimes you can just be in this circle of like, like Eeyore's where everyone's like, everything's hard. Everything yeah. And I'm like, well, right. I don't want that. I don't want, yeah. I don't want it to be everything sucks. I do want to get to a point where we start to laugh about something dumb. Yeah. Like that. Well, you've feels struck like- such a lovely balance of all of it. And I think that's what has has people reaching out to one another saying, you have to watch this. They're either trying to strengthen something they already have, or they're trying to create something they can tell they know they need. You know, and oh. it's just it's such a treasure. I just could not be a bigger fan of your work. And it's important. It's not just laughing. It's not just this any one thing. It's all of it. And I'm just really, really grateful. Well, um Yes. Go ahead. Thank no, you. Go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. I was well, gonna say. I was gonna say this just real quick because I just read this that like to your point, like, and it's not just us. It's like the effort for women to get together and the effort for women to commiserate and mm-hmm. to lean on each other is so important. And right now we all feel a little bit isolated because we're just right. coming after a pandemic right. where we were all alone. And mm-hmm. then we have these weird virtual meetings that don't quite soothe your soul the way that just no. sitting next yeah. to your friend, literally mm-hmm. just sitting next to your friend, not saying mm-hmm. a word does more for you than a stupid ass Zoom. Absolutely. And, and I think like that's what Jen and I think about when we uh, do the live shows. We feel very honored and very and very mm-hmm. of service to that crew because we're like, we know how hard it is for people to get out. We know how hard it is, you know, money wise. We, we're just very grateful. So yeah. that's why when we go to yeah. the stage, we're like, let's kick that crap out of this yeah. and have as much fun and say all the things. Let's pack it into an hour and a half and like blow the doors yeah. off this joint. So we have a ball doing it. We feel very, very grateful. That really comes across like your genuine love of women, your genuine encouragement of women is so, you know, foot 
first, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's the other thing that just makes people so receptive to it. We just all Thank feel you. so seen and encouraged in your presence. So, um, I always ask people to introduce themselves so I can introduce you my own way, but for you to introduce yourselves by saying who and what you love, that can be as simple as you like. <laughs> you go first. Well, I'm Jen of I Mom So Hard, and um, I love my family. I love my friends. I love Kristen. Hard eye roll. You know what? You don't love your family? <laughs> not today. That's what I heard. Not That's fine. what I heard. <laughs> you know what? I say it out loud so I remind myself because some days <laughs> I forget. Well, no, we always remember that we love them. It's, I didn't say yeah. I like my I family. I was going to say right. the white part. I love that's, my listen, family. Listen, that's minute by minute. Let's be yeah. honest. I yeah. love what we get to do. Yes. It's mm-hmm. the funnest. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm Kristen Hensley, and I love Pedro Pascal. Thank that's you. fair. That's fair. It's, okay. That's who I'm in love Please. with right now. It's all I think about. The current crush. When, I, when I'm having a hard time, I... I watch him with delight and my husband knows and my husband kind of looks like an Irish version of him. So I it's worry weird. about your crush on him because it feels like you might have a chance maybe. <gasps> no, oh, like right. It's attainable. Life. Yeah. Yeah. So That's my the husband. the thing she's ever said to me. <laughs> I'm a witness. Um, my husband gets off the hook easy because my celebrity crush is Flynn Rider and he's like, perfect. It's a cartoon. Who's that? Tangled. Hi. Tangled. Oh, hilarious! You, you isn't he delightful? We, okay, yeah. You have Admit to come. It. You, you have, to, have come. to come to our show. Our, our new live uh, show. You have to come because you will. There's a whole part of okay. it. Okay, okay. devoted to this topic. <laughs> that was like a little golden nugget. That Thank just you came for that. Yeah. Meant to be. Oh, I love it when that happens. Okay, so ladies, I know you know. But there are those moments where you threaten to run away to a deserted island with the dog and all will be right in the world because the dog's going to kill the rabbits and you're going to cook them and it's going to be fine. Everything's fine. But you have those moments and it might be because you got thrown up on one too many times. It might be because you had to read The Hungry Caterpillar so many times that you wanted to step on it. It might be that you got like not enough nights sleep and like in a, in a row or it might just be that you're outnumbered and panicking, but you know the moments is there any moment that led to this being like a thing unavoidable? Like we have to do this thing. Yes. Yes. There was a very specific night and I'll never forget it. It's like cemented into my memory because I remember Jen and her husband came over and baby Delilah was like, what, four months old? Yeah. And Hold on. Jen, do you know what she's about to say? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, Go ahead. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yes. So she's she's like four months old and just wanting to nurse all the time, but not nursing like big mm-hmm. moments at a time. So she's just up all night, all day. Jen comes in. She's wearing a weird fedora. So I knew that meant she hadn't done her hair in like a really long time. And she looked really like she's just, you know, when you're breastfeeding and you're sweating all the time. All that's the time. She, yeah. she just comes in and I could tell either she'd been crying or she hasn't been sleeping or maybe both. Husband uh-huh. comes in, takes little baby Delilah and Dashiell, and they all go back in the backyard. And my husband comes in and takes Eleanor and, and Finn and they go in the backyard. So for like the first time ever, Jen and I have a moment with just each other. And mm. we literally were like, we have no time for small talk. Start in the middle. Go to. Mm-hmm. And so I pour us like gigantic glasses of wine and uh-huh. we both just start bawling, bawling and laughing like like you th- Remember when we thought we'd be better at this? Yes. We're so bad at this. Like my son had been cut, 
using some uh, colorful language on the <laughs> playground and he was like three sure. and a half and uh and everything was hard and then Jen was like maybe there's something to this maybe we should do something with this cuz if moms could see the job we're doing and how bad at it they are, we are maybe they'll feel better about the job they're doing yeah. and then because Jen is so proactive and like uh-huh. productive activator we, yeah she's an activator we I, I looked at her and I said I think that's a great idea. And we got really excited. And then everybody comes back into the kitchen. So the whole conversation was eight minutes. And oh then within a week, we were we were in front of a camera. Mm, that is fantastic. Where you forgot your kid's name. Yeah. That's yeah. where we did it wrong, too. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. – so that's a- I, I would add to that that it was – it's one of the first conversations that I had had with a, another friend or another mom where we were honest and admitted that like, right. not only am I not great at this mom thing, I don't know who this old Jen is and yeah. it, she doesn't exist anymore. She, yeah. There's a different person. I don't have time for this reinvention. I'm, I, I mean, this is yeah. a real like yeah. third level version of kind of what I used to be. So yeah. I, you just feel wrong kind of in every direction. And we were like, I don't know if we can give any solid advice, but I know we can laugh about it because that's what yeah. we do for each other. Yeah. Mm, such a gift. That's really, really well said. Um, it, it, cause, and it's hard to watch something slip away that you've known and appreciated for so long. Yeah, um, just when and, I get to like myself, she's yeah, like right. out the door. <laughs> right, rude. Um, so there, the calling of motherhood is, is, is of course high. And yes, it's beautiful and joyous and it's, uh, you know, all, all of these lovely things, but it's also heavy and hard and some days impossible. I feel like there are some parts of mothering that, you just have to eventually make peace with because it's not ever going to get any easier. What are Correct. the things that just don't seem to get easier for y'all? Do y'all have any things where it's like, and this is my lot in life? Food. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Food. Cooking is bullying. I feel bullied. I couldn't agree with you more. And I feel like you, you're you just always bobbing and weaving to get the food right. And then yeah. food just becomes all these other things. It's it's totally, I mean, gosh, it's just such an, 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 an essential part. It's important. Yeah, There's judgment. There can be yes. judgment there. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody's you can, got food opinions. Everybody's got food opinions. The outside world has opinions. The, the closest yeah. people to you have opinions. Everybody, yeah. if you don't have a home cooked meal, you're this. If you're spending money going out, you're that. Like food to me feels like, is one of those things that, cause we just keep, it keeps coming up in conversation for us. Yeah. And I was like, we're, I, we never want to feel like we're on a loop, but sometimes motherhood. Yeah. And that's what nobody tells you is like you, the amount of time you will spend repeating yourself. Oh, that's, it's relentless. That could be yeah. replaced with reading a book. My, you would be a genius. My daughter yeah. literally said, cause she has to pick out, she only eats pasta, but we vary it up in shape. Yeah. So that's, she gets that's to good. she gets to pick out what shape and she was like watching Survivor with her dad and brother and um I was living Survivor in the rest of the house <laughs> and she was like I want the large shell. Uh. So I made it and you know what when I delivered the food for her on a you know a tray presented yes cuz I work for her. She goes, "Oh, this is two big shells." Oh. These are the two big of shells. Listen, and Goldilocks. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my gosh! Well, I, they'll I, never I, vote you off the island, Jen. They need you too much. No, You're that's too right. valuable. You know what? That's they right. Would, they wouldn't need they it wouldn't all. Be paying attention. That I was going to say the thing that I, because this is really happening in my life. 
relentlessly right now is that like I say a thing and I say it in a nice voice and then I say it again and I say I mean it and I say it with a warning and I say it maybe with a countdown and then when I scream it, everybody looks at me like I'm a monster. And that's what they remember. That's all they remember. And I'm so sick of being a monster. Yeah. It's also bullying. Let's, I mean, I just feel harassed all the way around. It's harassment. Yes. I, with cooking for me, it's like, why do I have to beg you to live? My kids are picky. And it's like, I shouldn't have to convince you to do this, this, this thing. It feels like Darwin should take over somehow. Like, I don't understand. I've had other moms and I've had a pediatrician say to me, when they're hungry, they'll eat. Well, you haven't met my daughter. She won't. She will die on that sword. She will. Staying power. Goldfish only. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel there's no cooking in heaven. I feel <laughs> that just reminded me. What if there was like a hell's kitchen? Like, yeah, that's what it is. There's You're a whole show where the mom, yeah. yes, like after a day is cooking, cooking while doing, you yeah. know, fraction homework. I don't know. Gordon um, Ramsay is easier than a toddler. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> there you have it. Um, okay. So, because kids are jerks and don't care who's watching, they embarrass us all the time. Um, you know how sometimes there are those embarrassing moments where it's like, yeah, but it was funny and it's a story I like to tell. And then there's those embarrassing moments where it's like, mm-hmm. no, we have to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, either or, I don't care which, but do y'all have a good embarrassing mom story? I mean, I've, I have the, I can take the bad one. I can, okay. there, I can okay. take the bad one. I mean, you know, uh, my son is... A sixth grader. And I think mm-hmm. the middle school is a really tricky time. How old are your kids? Yeah. So my oldest just turned 14 yesterday, two okay. days ago. Yeah. Okay. Tips are welcome here, by the way. Um, th- yeah. Let's we are because we are in the, um, I know that he's in pre-adolescence and I know that all of these things are him laying down boundaries and trying to define himself as a person. Age appropriate. Age appropriate. (laughs) But I am losing it because he is an antagonist and I Mm. feel like he's testing me. Like, and Mm. I'm like constantly like, what what do you want me to say when you say something so dumb? Like, how am I supposed to re- what 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 does the cool mom say when you say something this dumb? And so, but the big example that comes to my head is we were at Jen's birthday party for Dashel like four nights ago, and I saw this go down. My son went over and grabbed a big old handful of ice, and I knew he was gonna throw it. And he was going to throw it down onto the basketball court and probably hit someone, not thinking more than he could literally, the, you know, with the nose on his face. I sure. go, don't throw that ice. And mm-hmm. I could tell the words hit his ears and he threw the ice anyway. Ooh. And I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I don't like public scenes. And if you ever want to yeah. like get me like turtling and like looking like like a deer in headlights, it's uh-huh. put me in a it's, public scene. I don't uh-huh. like it. Yeah. So I like got low with my voice and I felt like the record scratched and I was like, yeah. you sit down. Yeah. I was like, you're going to hurt someone. You're going to pick up all the trash mm-hmm. at this party. And then I hate myself. Oh, God yeah. love him. I, that yeah. was yeah, the best thing that happened that whole night. He did two entire bags <laughs> As he should. of garbage. Party but, was over for Finn Sweeney. I mean, that <laughs> that party for me, it was that my son turned 10. It was his first drop-off party. And uh-huh. – uh, Oh, God, there's so many things I want to say and don't want to say. But it was super embarrassing because I said, like, in the text to all of the parents, I said, "Um, you can do a drop-off. It's going to be a movie night, and it's from 6 to 9.30, and they're just going to sit outside. You know, we had got a 
outside projector and stuff like that. I'm going to give them pizza and I'm going to give them um, popcorn and candy, you know, for them to pick. And mm-hmm. Also a you, Friday night, by the way. So all the parents were like, what you really mean is yeah. drop off at five, pick up at 10. What's up? Well, yeah. and I, I said, I was like, I'm going to have um, like a charcuterie plate and wine if parents want to sit and watch the movie too, whatever. Nobody stayed. Nobody stayed. <laughs> no, nobody came drop. Uh, you could hear the tires squealing when they dropped them off. And uh, all of a sudden I was there with my husband and I was like, <laughs> What, what do we do? What do we yeah. do? So, and the movie didn't work. So uh, like 20 minutes into the movie, we've got no sound. But the oh. kids are really amped up on popcorn and so much candy. And uh, they all get in the trampoline. One barfs. One loses a tooth. One wow. almost One loses barfs. his yarmulke. One, one loses <laughs> – one loses um, or one needs allergy medication. I'm just like texting all the parents like, can I get this? Come, Yeah, please, please come back. And then thank God Kristen shows up with her husband. However, her husband takes my husband then and they start talking about sports. sports. And I oh, never yelled at her on. husband before. But right, I walked up yeah. to the two of them Today's and I was like, day. I need help parenting. Can you make sure there's not yes. 14 kids in the trampoline? Please. I know. I, I knew because I took my daughter who was starting to have a sore throat and I was like, we're not going to be that that crew again. We're not. This is <laughs> no, not us. Not that us. We're not going to be the contagion again. We've done that before with hand, foot, mouth. We're getting out of here. <laughs> so I took her home and um, promptly gave her a COVID test. And I was like, oh, God, please. No. And it was not COVID. But my husband had my son who was cleaning up the party because he threw oh, the God. ice. And I was yeah. I go. I go, you better not be sideline conversationing with Britt right now because there are a lot of kids there and Jen is doing a lot of work. So walk the perimeter. And yes. I'm sure he got that text and he was literally right next to Britt. And he was like, oh, like, how did she see I got to walk yeah. the perimeter. <laughs> I, did, I was well, just- and not to mention, I feel like kids' birthdays have taken on like this whole It's crazy. New, I mean, it's not. It's, it's like crazy. everyone's a quinceanera, you know? I mean, yeah. It, yeah. We're just a like big deal. overachieving all the time. It's ridiculous. This one I thought was basic and I felt in some ways like I'd got Yeah, no, it was. I agreed that that's like low key. I'm not doing goodie sh- bags anymore. Yeah. And yeah. Part of it, that's the sell. I'm like, you're a big kid now. We don't do that. You have your friends together. Yeah, right. And- this felt like an easy, like limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I will tell you, I, the kids had such a good time. Like they really did. I see parents like a drop off and they're like, yeah. oh my gosh, they're raving about this party. And I'm like, I didn't do anything to entertain them, really. I had a movie that didn't. Which is probably mm-hmm. why. They don't want to be overprogrammed. They just, they, no. They want to pretend they, like they're grownups. And, we yeah. locked yeah. them in a yard. They that's were all in you got to do. Yard. It yeah. was just like a prison. T- Welcome like, to the 80s. They just had a really, <laughs> yeah, that's they, right. they had fun together at <laughs> night and they felt like big kids. Whatever, so it was, it was a win except for the vomit, and so yeah, in the tooth. I mean, that's just a normal. That was a normal day growing up where I was at. They were. It's usually one of the parents that were burfing. No broken legs. (laughs) Bartles and James. Too many Bartles and James. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you know how you don't know how sarcastic you are until you have a mini me. I. <laughs> I would love to hear what you have passed on to your children for better or worse. What are the ways that they are like you? Oh, oh this goes so deep. Why are we talking about this? Um, <laughs> my son, I am aware that my son and I look alike. That's how much uh-huh. that's how yeah. much we look alike is I can see it. Because I do think it's yeah, right, weird right, as right. a parent. You're like, oh, I, I see my husband more, or he's his own person, but like you put my fourth grade picture next to Finn Sweeney and we are twins. Yeah. And now listen, mm-hmm. yeah. we both have the same haircut and we're in football same jerseys, mullet. but yeah. I had on gold shell earrings and he didn't wear those for his picture. <laughs> so we, we were in the kitchen 
and he was being a sarcastic brat. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and I was like, you've never looked more like me. <laughs> I've never recognized myself more than I do right now. And I was having this weird out-of-body experience where I was like, I'm seeing myself and I'm talking to my mom, who I also look mm, like. So yeah. then I also sound like now. So I'm having, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be you and I don't want to be <laughs> me. <laughs> this and is your mom fa- is like leaning back with oh, her arms crossed, like just loving just, it all. Oh, oh yeah. she's got like popcorn. She's like, yeah. watch her. Mm-hmm. Look at her. Yeah. Remember when she thought she had it all figured out? <laughs> Yeah, that's great. <laughs> my, uh, I got an email from the teacher last week, um, and I said to my daughter, I got an email from your teacher. Do you know what it's about? She goes, because I'm bringing too much glam to school. Yes, oh. that's what it was. She was bringing um, makeup, uh-huh. lotion, mm-hmm. a spa mask, and setting mm-hmm. them on her desk. 500 mm-hmm. crystals. So many. Yeah, she – yes. Like a – I think oh. she had like one of those things that – Pump steam into the air. Yeah. A lot of stuff with <laughs> she's oh, selling Arbon out of the rock. That's who yeah. I wanted to sit by. That is that is a good right? time. Of course. Right there. She's in the calming yeah. group. Exactly. But it was definitely, I was like, oh, yeah, she's uh, bringing a lot of self care to school. That's definitely my influence. I have best. one. I have one who has no chill at all. And then I have another one who is all chill. And I don't know how they're both like me, but they are. And so the one that has no chill, like she needs to be a prosecutor because the girl can Oh my God, we have the same children. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, and I hope one day that, you know, she grows up and starts arguing for vulnerable people. But like for right now, that's not me. And you need to say, yes, ma'am. And then the other one- You're a vulnerable person. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then the other one is like, I saw this meme and I was like, oh- and it says um, IDGAF and then IDGAF Junior. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I feel like as our kids get older and our jobs kind of start to shift a little bit, I mean, raising little people was so physical. It's like totally. your body is broken. You know, I mean, just getting them into the car is this athletic event that we suck at, right? Jeez, and so. Yeah. But but then in middle school, like you're kind of starting to use your brain a little bit. And so um, there's compa- – it's hard, but as a former middle schooler, Kristen, I'm like you, my middle school experience was horrific. Right. Um, as a former middle schooler, um, th- you have compassion for that. What are some of the challenges you're seeing with your kids getting older and how are you coping? Because I feel like my inner gangster is being tested all the time. I, I have to remember that sometimes – and I learned this from my mom. So my mom was um, – a teacher when I grew up in a little small town who's playing at state today. First time oh. ever since 1947 state basketball, go boys, go central city, go bison. <laughs> That's why I'm wearing green. Um, so my mom was a school teacher and I did really have a hard time in junior high. It was really the peak of my ADD. I was undiagnosed at that time. Yeah. I was just really struggling socially. I did have good friends who tolerated me being kind of like off the wall and like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I always had a good heart, but I, I'm sure that yeah. there were times they were like, oh, I just wish you wouldn't have like grabbed that out of my hand and spilled it on my new pants. You know what I mean? Like they uh-huh. were, they, it was just tough. Some and then chaotic I energy, maybe. chaotic yeah. energy. And then I was also a huge late bloomer. I was like so small yeah. and like, didn't nothing happen for me till like mid high school. I was like, what bullshit is this? So mm-hmm. it was tough. My mom, I think 
tried her best, but I think the thing she did that was the smartest is that she sort of had these allies on the periphery that were watching me. So mm. she would say, she would ask like her teacher friends that were yeah. like, if I would, you know, she taught elementary and I was in the middle school. She would, she would talk to her friends and be like, is she okay? How is she doing in the hallways? What does she look like? You know, like it, it was very touching. And she did that for me all through, through high school. Love I didn't it. know until I graduated that she kind of had these spies yeah. that would just make sure that I was okay. And I mm -hmm. think sometimes that's why we need our, our mommy crew because Absolutely. sometimes I'm like, I need Jen's perspective yeah. and I'll, I'll say, did I overreact about the ice or did I underreact about the ice? And Jen mm. was like, all I know, I know you, I can see why you're mad about the ice, but your kid picked up trash for an hour. And I was like, all right, I'm going to let everything, you know what? And like he uses manners so or he's sweet yeah. or we heard yeah. him say a nice thing. Your outside friends can tell you who your kid is becoming That's as right. easy as you can because they're not the same kid when they're with you. They yeah, feel safe. So exactly. The battlefield at home. Yeah. They're like, my son, I said, he was like, yeah, I tried sauerkraut. And I'm like, what? And he's like, that's what um, so-and-so's mom served. And I go, you ate it? He's like, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be rude. And I go, I that's can't value you of yours. Eat a freaking I tater tot. I do. I think it's great that, with, that they, it's great that they misbehave at home, but I, my, husband his mom like he was a naughty kid and his mom went and like she had a master's degree but she took a secretary position at the school because she found out when he was in like eighth grade he was good at home and he was horrible to everybody Ooh, else and so, yeah that was a big wow. deal and, and so she was like I, I had to be at the school to manage him yeah. and like for whatever reason so consider that a little bit of a, a luck yeah. that they're because usually that's what they do is they're like they're naughty and testing at home and then they go right. out and, the, they and they're their right. manners and yes because they yeah. want to be liked yes they, you have to like them you yeah. have to love them yeah yeah when, i love the multiple sets of eyes too because it doesn't make you the end-all be-all like there's going to be people that you are more likely to tell something else to that you might not want to tell me and so let's create this little village yes. just how, how it should be it's great yes i, we, I have a friend that i'm like Look, tell your daughter she can call me at any time right. and I'll come pick her up. No questions That's asked. Right. No questions I said, asked. But I will literally tell you that she called me and asked me to pick her up, but I won't. Yeah. Uh, that's all I'll deliver. I'll be an Uber driver if she feels more comfortable right. talking to me than she does talking to you. But I will tell you that I picked her up and dropped her off and yeah. she's safe. And then my, you know, you guys can have a chat, but we have to be there for each other. And it's also just nice to know that the building blocks of who they are becoming is you've got these perceptions from other people that are helping you. And, you yeah. know, sometimes you don't need everybody weighing in, but it is nice to hear like a mom texted me and said, Finn had really nice manners in the car. And I was like, thank God. I'm glad yeah. he wasn't ripping them because he thinks that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, and then turning up the pretty heater. pretty funny. Yeah, that's my daughter's I trick. Th I think moms too, you, you feel like you don't want to reach out to other moms. I, I hopefully this is changing in the yeah. world. I feel like it gets different as your kids get older, but like you don't want to be wrong. You don't want to feel like, like yesterday I was working, I was, she and I were both working and I had um, a friend whose daughter was FaceTime, they're FaceTiming doing um, homework together. And she texts my phone and goes, oh, they're so cute. Are you watching them? And I was like, uh, nope. no, I'm not. My husband's in with my daughter, though. He's doing homework right now while yeah. <laughs> because I'm out here working. And she's like, why are you telling me this? I'm like, I didn't want you to think I'm at the casino. Like, right. well, the kids <laughs> are just like, I left them at home yeah. or something yeah. like that. Like, you feel the need to like 
to sure. defend yourself. Or, yeah, yeah. Over-explain, I, whatever. There was a mom that I had a disagreement with, not unpleasant. She's a friend of mine, but we just disagree with what's going on in the world, like politically, mm-hmm. school, whatever. And Do you she, want me to punch her in the face? No, I don't. Okay. She texted and she said, I hope just you're it. not offended. I just want you to know my thoughts on it. And I said, my bottom line is I'm looking out for your kids and you're looking out for mine. And right. we don't the need rest, to have these periphery conversations, right. honestly. Right. No. Right. So it, it like – as long as we're doing that, it helps the world. I agree. Yeah. Well, agree. and that, ladies, I read your book and I just, I, I want you to know this. I, I read the acknowledgements, which is weird, right? I mean, do people really read the acknowledgements? I don't know. I'm nosy. I sometimes do, but I was reading the acknowledgements and I wept with y'all Aww. like at, by the end of it, honestly, like, and, and there was something about what you just said that was my, our motherhood transcends all of that. Yeah. Um, there is something about our motherhood that has become this giant equalizer. Guys, please oh. go get the book. Um, let's let's promote, promote, promote. Before we do that, do we have time for a life hack or a guilty pleasure? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> life hack or guilty pleasure. I know we all love true crime. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Gosh, I have so that much. That is to not talk a guilty pleasure. Right that is a we're trying Just to find a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A guilty person is a guilty pleasure. That's great. Oh my gosh. That play on words. I love y'all so much. I already started rewatching the the Murdoch murders on uh, Netflix because my husband didn't watch it. And I was like, you got to watch this and get mad with me. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, I wanted to start from the beginning and I didn't feel, I, I felt like it was already going on when I kind of started to clue in, even just before the trial. And it was like, I need to know about this boat. I, I just need to know oh, all the, the things. There's a lot. Oh, there, you there's gotta a watch lot. It. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much so you good. won't know from the news. This documentary right. like does. Right, right, right. There's a lot. I've yeah. seen too much. I know too much. I know. Yeah. If I, I like, am watching court TV and I'm like, I've seen this interview four times. I'm like, oh God, Kristen. Yeah. Yeah. I go to sleep listening to true crime, which is probably should be a problem, but I don't, I mean, you are not alone, sister. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many nights that I'm like, I just need to calm down and watch Dateline. Yeah. I'm sure there are biological reasons for why, like, there are so many women eating up true crime. I think we're all just kind of trying to stay alive, right? I mean, and so it's like we're gaining information. I also, it's possible that there's, like, some superiority where it's like, well, I wouldn't have dated a serial killer. I'm not trying to victim blame or anything. I think I would have. Yeah. If he was hot enough, for sure I would. Not a serial killer because I didn't have any, I never dated anybody with that much gumption. I was like, oh, oh you're just uh, fine yeah. staying at this uh, mid-level spectrum yeah, job, huh? Motivated you're a loser. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Cheating Nobody's going to buy your paintings. Yeah. Well, we we have this theory, too, that it's about, like, it's there's a comfort for women because it starts the worst things already happened. So you're just mm, figuring out. Yeah. It's like you, you get a like little bit of problems. resolve. Totally. Yes. And yes. we have good intuition, so we get to use that a little bit. I'm always feeling better because, like, I'm still alive, and I – don't like people, but I didn't kill them. So it's like right, either way, true. like I'm just kind of better than everyone. Also, I'm- it tells us like cautionary tales. Like it's like, yeah, right. Look, when the story starts out, like it was a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere with no, like, there's your first problem. I'm not You're gonna, you got to choose a different real estate option. Yeah. Get some dogs. Yes. Like, where's your ring? Good at? lights. Like, yes. good lights. Like, yeah. where's your motion light? This is too dark here. You're setting yourself. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm going to buy yeah. a different real estate option. Yeah. We're all just gaining information. Okay. And then, uh, yes. Life hack. You need a life hack. Why not? Do you have one? A mom hack. hack. Do you have a mom hack? Like, you know, when you watch that lady, like, slice all the rolls and put the cheese and turkey on all yeah, 12 I feel, rolls. I'm feeling then- very, uh, 
I feel not good about inadequate when I see those. I'm like, oh god. I know geez. the Pinterest mom. You've got one with the ladle. Jen had a really good mom hack that she came up with on her own that was hilarious, and the moms came a storming, and it was really funny. So my kids keep losing those little tiny Apple remotes, which are so expensive uh, to replace. By the way, why? It's for sport. They Oops. lose them for sport. They oh, lose sorry. them for sport. They sorry, we Did just you said hear the doorbell. The doorbell it sounds our, like our, someone <laughs> is on a rope. <laughs> Bing, boom. Mom, Miss McAdams. I didn't know there was a doorbell yes. that you could hear here. I've never was, heard that before. Did either. Brett just access a button we've never heard in our entire lives? <laughs> that's fantastic. That was your well, sound Tony, effect you, to say, oh, ladies, wrap it up. Yes, we will probably. But well, we can, here's my hack, though. Yeah. So they kept losing the remote. So I duct taped it to a huge ladle like it was a gas station key. Of and course. now yes. we can always find it. Brilliant. Going home right now and doing it right now. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Also, it makes it uncomfortable so the people that didn't purchase the remote control no longer feel the need to hold the remote control. Okay. Yes. Like yeah. I'm like, hey, 12-year-old, did you buy this TV? Give me the remote. If there's yeah. a ladle on it, they're less yeah. likely to feel cozy oh, with it. Oh, my gosh. Not so comfy you know what I mean? in your hand. Yeah, so Apple, they know exactly what they're doing. Apple they does. know exactly what we they're getting doing. getting rich gotta- off of chargers and remotes. Totally. Oh we got a message from a mom who was so tired of losing the remote that she taped it to a cinder block so it couldn't be taken <laughs> out of the room. And I just think it's genius. She's like, I'm um, done. If you don't get it, y'all, I'm done. We're going to go back to the people that have to walk up to the TV. That's that's yeah. what's slowly I'm happening. Okay with that. I'm okay with that. Make it all go back. That's Ma- why you take have it all kids. back. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. So let's promote, promote, promote. Everyone, please go get their book. If you think that you love the three-minute videos that you're seeing online, you are going to cherish these several hours. I, I just loved it so much. I've already recommended it um, a, a jillion times. So please go do that. But I know that a tour is coming up. Let's 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 talk. Go to imomsohard.com and that tells you all the cities and dates. And we are very excited. It's our summer tour. We haven't done a summer tour in a really long time. And we feel like everything we've talked about today sort of magically is kind of coming up in our show. So like Mm -hmm. we're really ready to like – uh, storm the stage on this one. Yeah, and it's yeah. a two-person stand-up show. It's not your show where we're no. going to like kumbaya, no, hold no, hands. No. Mm-hmm. We're not going to make you f- – we're going to make you laugh till hopefully like your stomach hurts, your face hurts. Till yeah, you it's you definitely a little naughty, but that's yeah. okay and you deserve it. And um, Okay. Can we just say that you've been the loveliest Absolutely. and we think you're like – just a plus. Yes. Yay! Honestly. Thank you so much. It is 100% mutual. I This season of my life has shaped me more than anything else has. I've learned so much about what love is and what sacrifice is. And you have come alongside and make us made us all laugh while we're doing it. And I, I, I people are just oh so grateful. It's an honor to me that I just get to say it to you face to face. I'm representing how so many people feel. Um, I so am nice. going to yell and scream about your work. I believe in it so much and god bless you for bringing women together i feel like our generation gen x like we just finally undid all this competitive women bullshit that has never worked it's, it's never, never worked. Like, worked like did work did, i think work like used to actually be scarce or something and so like they needed to be competitive and we're like mm. no that doesn't work collaboration's better so yeah. cooperation cohesiveness i just love how much you love women i love you right back thank you thank you thank you Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. You're so welcome. I can't wait to come this summer. Hello, Beef. Can you believe? Can you believe? 
can't I cannot. believe. I cannot. You, and I'm still a little bit sad that I couldn't be there for the whole entire interview. Although I, I totally know. agree that we would have, like, no one would have been able to hear anything. Yeah. It was, so it was I, too I, much. Because friends and listeners, this was a consideration. It was like, how in the world can I interview I Mom So Hard, who is these famous besties, without my beefy like how is that even possible and we we talked it over it wasn't a long conversation but we basically just said no one would be able to get a word in as edgewise I mean it was a little bit hard with three people because I had so many things that I you know now that I have you on there's so many things that I wanted to say but of course nobody wants to hear from me in that moment they want to hear from them and so anyways it was it was a lot as it was but uh yes did you love it and I was consulted just before and just after the interview so I felt correct almost a part of it all Um, promises were upheld yeah (laughs) yes um okay so possibly my favorite part is that they were not weirded out that you have a crush on a cartoon not only were they not weirded out about it but they have material about it that they're going to be doing at their show (laughs) right yeah Um, I mean like-minded yes yeah Um, and I love like they talked about just appreciating the like time and financial sacrifice that mm-hmm. women have that are going to see them and yeah. how that like motivates them to kill it, which of course motivates me to want to go watch them kill it. Yeah. Um, and of course, I mean, they just like, I love that their kids embarrass them and they're not shy about talking about it. They were yeah. like, if you watch their content, they were exactly what you would expect. Yes, exactly. I love authenticity. So I was and here for all of it. They were on actually a pretty strict um, timeline. Like they had a mm-hmm. schedule that day and they Mm -hmm. and I was trying to be super respectful of that Mm -hmm. and because we could have talked forever and um and they went way over which was so kind of them I mean they were just absolutely wonderful totally the real deal yeah um okay but I did have one question that came up when I was listening Mm -hmm. um do you remember they said that usually in a best friend partnership one person is usually more reserved yeah um and like of the two of us, who do you think is more reserved? Are you kidding? No. Beef. <laughs> Are <Me>? you serious? <laughs> you? What? Oh my gosh. What? I am such a spaz. I feel like I have a meltdown every single day. Like it's my morning routine or something. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. People drive me insane. Like I am the spazest of spazzes no no okay so i make melting i'm trying to like leave to an island all the time like to avoid my life like what okay i have meltdowns at night i mean i'm on the island with you i just might bring an instant pot um i feel like only like half of people make you crazy and the other half make me crazy so i same same oh my gosh beef you are always the one talking me down that is not true you talk me down how are we defining reserved here? Okay. What, like everything you just mentioned is about people like being fed up, right? Okay. Well, fed right. up, fed up feels like the very opposite of chill, right? Like you are, you are so, you are so steady. You are so mm. chill. Okay. Well, like reserved isn't chill to me. Um, okay. Tamer maybe, or like quiet or more controlled, but it's not necessarily yes. like a lack of Okay, yeah, you definitely have like tamer, chiller meltdowns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But remember when we were at the beach and 
our girls were walking down the beach and there were some other girls that had a volleyball and they like kind of wanted to play with it. And there was like some, we were watching them like trying to figure it out. Um, And you commented that of the two of us, that I would have been the one to like have the gumption to walk up to the stranger girls and ask if we could like play with their volleyball. 100%. I would never do that. Yeah. That is That is 100% you over me every single time. It's how we became friends. Like Mm -hmm. you may, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so Mm -hmm. you think Mm -hmm. that is a lack of reservation. I think that is extroversion and optimism for strangers. Okay, okay. So I think what we have resolved here is that we don't know what reserved means. (laughs) You cry loud and I don't mind strangers. (laughs) So there. (laughs) Okay, how about neither of us are reserved moving right, on? Right. Which, by <laughs> the way, I think that's the um, the resolution that they came to as well. Like, neither yeah, one of us yeah. are reserved. Oh, okay, that's hilarious. Okay, so the other thing, like, seriously, that I thought about when um, they were talking is I think it was Kristen was talking about how um, similar she is to her son and just kind of having that awareness. And it made me think of... Um, something that happened recently at my house. So, as you know, our son is we are very, very similar. Right. And that makes him the hardest and the easiest at times. Um, and so the other day he, it's just fun when they like get old enough and you can like have these moments with them. Right. And so the other day he's telling a story and he's doing like a lot of wind up and just kind of like manipulating the story to make himself like less guilty or like more of the hero. Like I can literally just like see his wheels turning and I'm like, wait, stop. What I said to my 13 year old son, judge me if you may, is Miles, we have the same brain. Don't bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing. Um, it is, and then uh, he broke immediately and cracked up because he knew yeah. exactly what I meant. Um, oh and gosh. now it's become yeah. a joke of ours. And I will just like yeah. lock eyes and be like, Miles, same brain. I don't necessarily... Right, right, right. Every time. But same I was brain. just going to say, and, um, like, the, the family lore, like, the line <laughs> yes. of don't bullshit a bullshitter becomes yes. family lore. Yes. Totally. I love things like that. Like, there's nothing. I wrote this the other day on social media. It was like a, oh, someone left a comment on one of our videos that was ref- on one of our TikTok videos that was referencing a video from like, years ago mm-hmm. or you know and I was like um inside jokes are my very favorite love language so when a family yes. has an inside joke I think it's so much fun we have one because we watch modern family together and it's mm-hmm. um what's the plan Phil anyways it's but it means something to all of us and we yes. all get a little Crack chuckle up. out of it and yeah um okay so the ways that our kids are like us so Silas is um he is a little bit of an old soul, except he's mm-hmm. like this, you know, man child too. But but yeah, Silas yeah. has this ability to see through a situation. Okay. And mm-hmm. I, I think I have a similar ability where yes. with with a little time and space, I can get to the bottom of something that might be it looks like it's up here, but really yep. it's here. Totally. Okay. And so you know how like a lot of parenting, I, I mean love, hate it. I don't know. But a lot of parenting in trying to shape behavior is a little bit of manipulation. And sometimes that manipulation can involve a lie. And it might be a harmless lie, right. but it's, you know, a necessary it might, lie, if you will. A, 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 harmless. Okay. Right. And so we silent. can bullshit a bullshitter. They just can't bullshit us. <laughs> Sorry. So I was I was saying something to Silas that was really just trying to shape some behavior. And mm-hmm. it wasn't full of um full truths. Okay? okay. And and I don't even remember the situation. I only remember his sentence because it was 
so wise out of such a young mouth. Mm-hmm. But he he looked at me and he goes, I can see that what you're doing right now is an acceptable form of manipulation, but I don't like it. <laughs> he was basically saying, I see that what you're doing is like within the rules of parenting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it still makes me feel a certain way. Yep. Okay, lady. And I'm going to call you on it. Let's all be clear what's happening here. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love but it. I love that I have passed that on. It's except yeah. when it works, works against me. Of course. Of course. Um, um, I, one of the things that, um, I loved that they did beef because I feel like you and I do this together is, um, when they were talking, they were arguing for the best in another's mm-hmm. kid. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Do you yes, know that yes, moment? yes. Ice, ice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. when somebody has like, you know, optimistic eyes on your kid and sees the best in them, um, it's just like such a sign of togetherness and support. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of, do you remember you, <laughs> You got a birthday cake for Hope um, at your house, and I don't remember the details, but you it was like a sprinkle birthday cake, and you like came out, and everybody, um, you know, stopped what they were doing, like came to sing birthday to her, happy birthday to her, yeah. And I like her face was just like weird, and she didn't say thank you. Like you had gone to all this trouble to like make this happen for her, and I remember trying being about to pull her aside to be like, "You're beefy. Just got you this cake. Like, mm-hmm. say thank you, like loud enough where she yes. can hear it." And instead, you pulled me aside, and you were like, "Do you not remember how awkward it is to have happy birthday sung to you?" Yeah, um, it's the yeah. very it's the longest song ever. It's like a flipping funeral dirge. Yeah. Where am I supposed to look? What do I do with my hands? It's the worst. I was not thinking about it from her perspective and, and at all. And like, just wasn't valuing that. And you, you were like, she said, thank you with her eyes further (laughs) embarrassing her. Like, is just going to make like this already embarrassing thing worse. And I was like, I honestly, if I'm being totally honest at the time, like I didn't totally agree with you. I was so focused on like Mm -hmm. what I wanted her to do, but Mm -hmm. I trusted you and trusted Mm -hmm. the intensity. So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I will not, I will change. I'm not going to go scream at my daughter for not appropriately. You know what it was beef? What in that particular moment? And maybe this is like, I don't know, like taking something um, too deep for an audience and no one cares but us. But in that moment, it, um, it would have ruined what was a happy moment. And Mm -hmm. it, what was potentially a memory, you never know what's going to stick as memories, but it would have stuck as a memory in the wrong way when the truth is like, there's still time. There's still time to do that the way that you want her to do it. And I love like, there's this sentence that comes to me every now and then. I don't know if someone taught it to me or I read it or it came from some introspection, but every now and then there's this sentence that plays that says, I'm not powerless here. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, when I feel kind of this like rushing of, of anxiety or, you know, this isn't going how I want it's kind there's like this slow down moment that like stops a spinning wheel if you were to put something out and stop it that says I'm mm-hmm. not powerless here and so like she can come up later and right. say hey beef I really loved the cake or hugging me as she says goodbye because she hugs me every time we say goodbye and saying right. whatever you know there's still right. opportunities okay so maybe this was even the same day because do we have cake every time we're together like this I was mean- involving cake I mean, there's 12 of us together, so it's usually about to be or just was somebody's birthday. <laughs> Someone's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this involved cake and 
I don't know if I was doing the slicing. Maybe someone else was doing the slicing, which is what made me. Maybe it was someone else's cake, which is what made. But regardless, I was like on edge about this cake. And maybe there wasn't enough to go around, I thought. I don't know. But my kid, was it Amelia? Mm -hmm. I think Amelia dropped this piece of cake on onto the floor and so like again instant and by the way this has to do with us being beefies together is that I can see you can see the thoughts before they express themselves right so like you can see that I'm like clenching my jaw and upset that she just dropped this piece of cake on the floor and what you did is you pulled me aside maybe it was like even just a certain grab of the arm in this like kind way that just says hold on and you said to her, you took over in the moment. So like before I could get words out, you said, how frustrating. <laughs> That's mm. so frustrating that that was like the perfect piece of cake. And now it's on the floor. <laughs> she was so That's disappointed. Like, yes. It's yes. Like, that was her loss. You know? Right, right. <laughs> Anyways, I just love um, that I think you said the word optimism earlier. Like I love mm-hmm, the optimism mm-hmm. of seeing what we hold most dear. Right. Because we hold our children most dear, more than anybody, our own children. Right. And when someone helps you do that, mm-hmm. I'm just so grateful. I think mm-hmm. that it is the, I think you said togetherness too. I think it's the mm-hmm. deepest sign mm-hmm. of togetherness. Like we are in this together. Yes. And can carry that torch when you're not able to, right? Like both of us in those moments, like lost sight of the bigger picture because we were like so focused yeah. on this like parenting yeah. thing or whatever. Um, and yeah. so to be able to keep that optimism um, in a moment where, where the, we weren't able to have it for our own kiddo. It's and just- then- Knowing that there's more than just you advocating for this person. Yes. Like, it's so awesome. Jen Fulweiler actually just posted something today about um, surrounding yourself with the village. And of course, that's this is how I kind of reflected on it. But like, of course, that's great for me, you know, to be surrounded by all these different gifts and people that can, you know, step in when need be. But how wonderful for my kids, because there are aspects of my kids that I don't see fully, but it requires a certain level of humility to say, I'm not for sure going to get everything right or see the whole picture or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, anyways, I just love, love, love all of that. Um, okay. So are we going to go this summer to go watch them? Uh, we have to go backstage and tackle hug them. For sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Throwing a leg uh, around each of them. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want? I get I get Kristen. I'll get Jen. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Love you, Beef. Love you. Bye. I am so, so grateful for you, listener. If you liked this episode, could you please do me a favor and hit subscribe and leave a review? It really helps the show grow and I would be so appreciative. Thank you so much to our guests who share their gifts so generously with us. And a special thank you to Taylor Schroll, who does so much behind the scenes to make the show great. If it weren't for him, I would still be in my closet with my iPhone. You can follow along at Forte Catholic as well. That's Taylor's show where I show up now and again. And to keep up more regularly, please follow along on Instagram, at Allison M. Sully or TikTok at Sullivan Family TikTok. See you next week. Today's show was a production of Allison Sullivan in conjunction with the Forte Catholic Podcast Network. For more great Catholic podcasts, head on over to ForteCatholic.com slash podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.